IEEE SA Voice shares insights and perspectives from the IEEE SA community, subject matter experts, and industry leaders that are working to raise the world's standards, drive market solutions, and much more, keeping you at the forefront of technological innovation for the benefit of humanity. everyone. Welcome to the IEEE SA Rethink Health podcast series. I'm your host, Maria Palombini, Director of the IEEE SA Healthcare and Life Sciences Global Practice. This podcast takes industry stakeholders, technologists, researchers, clinicians, regulators, and more from around the globe to task with an important question. How can we rethink the approach to healthcare with the responsible use of new technologies and applications that can afford more security, protection, and sustainable, equitable access to quality care for all individuals? We are currently in season three, AI for Good Medicine. If you'd like to check out our previous seasons, please visit ieesa.io backslash health podcast. So in season three, AI for Good Medicine, we bring a suite of multidisciplinary experts from around the globe to provide insights as to how do we envision artificial intelligence, machine learning, or any other deep learning technology delivering good medicine for all. We all want good medicine, but at what price? Essentially in terms of trust and validation in its use. As healthcare industry stakeholders, we're not looking for the next frontier of medicine if it's not pragmatic, responsible, and can be equitably valuable to all. And this season, we talk with technologists, the clinicians, researchers, ethicists, regulators, and more about how these deep learning technologies can make real and trusted impact on improving outcomes from patients anywhere from drug development to healthcare delivery. The question is, will AI, ML, or deep learning cut through the health data swamp for better health outcomes? So just a short disclaimer before we begin, IEEE does not endorse or financially support any of the products or services mentioned and or affiliated with our guest experts in this series. It's my pleasure to welcome Alexandra Ehrlich, Principal Healthcare Innovation Scientist at Oracle. Welcome, Alexandra. Thank you for having me, Maria. It's a pleasure to be here today. Super excited. So for all of you out there, Oracle is a multinational technology company and one of the top five software technology companies globally. One of its major industries that it operates in is in healthcare. So today we're going to talk to Alexandra about going through a realization journey of the challenges with healthcare data, the opportunities to make it better, and where we have many miles to go before we can arrive at the last mile, which we know is the patient. Before we get to the core of the technology and the applications and that kind of thing, we really like to humanize the experience for our listeners. So Alexandra, can you tell us a little bit about you? You have an established background in biostatistics and technology throughout different areas of healthcare and life sciences. What has been the most influential or eye-opening experience in doing this type of work? It was nice to reflect on that point and to think through some of those eye-opening moments that I've had. For me, it was really early on. It was Right out of grad school, I was working as a fellow at the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta. Coming out of grad school, I had dealt with very clean, very concise data sets, right? So the data that I was interacting with during my learning process was very organized. And my first exposure to real life data, we were just analyzing very small components, very small number of attributes. It really hit me then that we have so many answers already locked in the data. There is a lot of information that is incredibly valuable that for either technological or methodology issues, we're not able to tap into. That really shifted my perspective and my passion from just this insight generation approach into really thinking through the holistic process of data and how to unlock data 
for a variety of use cases, even the use cases that weren't the original use cases that the data was collected for. So that's guided my path along the way very early on, keeping the value of data in mind, not just the primary use, but the secondary use of data and really thinking through the systems that enable that. Very important. We've had a few guests talk about secondary use of data, and that came up quite a bit, actually in this season particularly. So I see that this seems to be all lining up. Everybody seems to have a very important perspective on that side. I see that you're very involved in the Oracle Latinos Alliance. We know we want more diversity in healthcare tech. Can you tell us a little bit about the mission of the Alliance and what are some of the many great benefits that Oracle is doing for the Latino community, both within the organization and potentially outside of it? Oracle Latinos Alliance have a very succinct goal, which is to empower our members, the Latino community, as well as our allies to really be authentic and to show up authentically in whatever context they're in, at home, at work, with their families and their community. It's something that's really at the core of what we do. And we enable that through different mentorship programs, leadership programs, events, everything from cooking classes that are fun to really deep learning experiences with different guest speakers that we have. But at the core is really maximizing the contribution that every unique individual brings and that is not exclusive of their outside life and their history. Many of us are immigrants or parents are immigrants or we're first-generation Americans, first-generation college graduates, and really creating a space where we can celebrate what maybe at some points in our lives felt like challenges and see the opportunities in that brings to the table. And creating that in a corporate environment is important. And we have incredible support from Oracle. Oracle has done an amazing job in creating really powerful diversity and inclusion programs across every single group that you can think of. And that collaboration across the groups is also very important. And with that support, it's not just an employee resource group. It really translates into initiatives for the different verticals within Oracle, the different diversity councils that really are there to assure that diversity perspective and view is taken into consideration for both business decisions as well as decisions for the communities that we serve. Absolutely. I think it's a great support system for sure. And I think it really speaks to the diversity that's needed to bring attention, especially in the healthcare life sciences side and health tech. So hopefully you guys continue your success with that. So we're going to get to the core. We know with any new technology and application, there's always this great deal of buzz on the potential opportunities. And now we're seeing all this buzz about the use of artificial intelligence, AI throughout the healthcare system. From your perspective, how pragmatic and realistic are the uses of artificial intelligence or machine learning with healthcare data? Can it benefit the healthcare system today as it stands? I'll start with the first part of that question, the comment about it being a buzzword. And the important point we're at right now with AI and machine learning is that we have to survive the buzz, right? Because we've seen a lot of trends and fads come and go without really providing the promised value. We have to demystify what AI and machine learning really are. For us at Oracle, in our approach and at Oracle Health has really been around connecting to the tangible ways that AI and ML is already contributing, is already being heavily used in the healthcare and research and drug discovery areas. It, we think of something like NLP, natural language processing. 
that is a core functionality of a lot of systems that provides value on a daily basis across different types of providers and people interacting with the healthcare system. So that's been our approach. It's that first step is to demystify what AI and machine learning are and educating in terms of how it's currently being used and it's bringing value in different parts of the industry. The second part of that, which is, can it benefit the health system currently? The answer is absolutely. There's a lot of areas where we can offload a lot of the workload that is plugging the benefit that humans can bring to the table by leveraging AI and machine learning. This is across the board, medical imaging support, something like safety for drug candidate compounds, unstructured data, right? Unleashing the value of unstructured data for different treatment pathways, complex treatment pathways like cancer treatment, Another place where it's heavily used now and there's huge room for it to really expand is the algorithms that are used for symptom detection during emergencies. There's just so many places where it's currently providing benefit and focusing on that and showing the tangible ways that we can expand on those use cases has been our approach. And it's really getting traction in the industry. And we're getting such a good reception from providers, caretakers, patients, because it's something that they can understand. It works in the demystifying part of it. They understand how it's tangible. They understand the benefit. And then it simplifies what it means. I think we have ideas of what it is that we can educate and be able to maximize the value. Absolutely. We always think about the algorithm, but there's so much about the data that's underneath there that we have to think about as well. You guys are a significant technology partner to the healthcare system. What are some of the greatest challenges you're hearing from the industry when it comes to data? Data access. The idea of the right data, right person, right time is something that the healthcare industry has struggled for decades. Once we digitized the healthcare experience, we just had more data we didn't know what to do with. And we're still running, it. it's an unsolved problem. We've been talking about it for a long time, but every time that we're, we're speaking to the customers, every time we sit back and reflect on our roadmap as we're offering solutions, that's really what we go back to. It, it's kind of the core of all the pain points that we encounter is that data access, that meaningful data access, that actionable data for the right person in the right moment. I think it's very interesting that you use the term actionable access to data because I've had two other podcast guests tell me about data not being that valuable if it's not actionable. So very aligned about some of the conversations that we're having when it comes to data. Hey there, did you know that the average patient may have two or more connected medical or fitness devices in, on, around their body operating at one time? Plus, they may have 10 or more smart devices on average operating in their home. How seamless, secure, and private could that patient's personal area network be? IEEE SA's WAMI program, Wearables and Medical IoT Interoperability and Intelligence, has a global community of experts collaborating and incubating solutions for these exact type of challenges. If you want to join in or learn more, visit ieesa.io backslash WAMI, W-A-M-I-I-I. Also, while on the website, check out the Webby Virtual Talk series. Free access to more than 30 sessions on demand, plus our regular live broadcasts. Just visit ieesa.io backslash whammy for all the details.
it was interesting. I was actually at a conference the other day and it wasn't regarding AI. It was actually in another topic, but this seemed to be a major point I keep hearing quite a bit. And it comes up often from the clinician side and the IT administrators is that the other is trying to make the other jobs harder by always integrating new applications and new technologies and new ideas. And it almost sounds like a communication challenge. However, it just appears the way the data is not designed to flow from one place to another is causing all this extra manual resources and errors. And I think you start to touch on this a little bit earlier, where machine learning and AI can really save on human resource power. But what can it do to start automating some of this process so that both sides have to work together and implementing these technologies feel or more like each other or feel like they can better work together? That's a great question and definitely resonates with our experience as we work with our customers. And I'll address that communication part because I do think it's crucial. Providers feel like technology is something that's happening to them. And the message that we've gotten again and again is that they don't feel like they have enough input throughout the process of even assessing the, the right technology early on, seeing mm -hmm. what the options are. So that's something that is changing, but us as a, a technology partner, we take that into account and we make sure that we communicate that involvement of the people who are going to be affected by these changes and in the technology that will be implemented. But yes, that is the reality of it. And in terms of the way the data is, it really is the nature of the healthcare system. Different parts of the healthcare system, everything from resource management, revenue cycle management, and then the actual clinical lab systems, they all live in separate places because they serve different purposes, right? So your human capital is going to be consumed in a certain way. The end users are going to be very specific versus your clinical data. That being said, the way that these systems are built, they're really good at what they do. But when it comes to the more complex questions that would require information across those pillars, that's where we run into issues. That's where a lot of the pain points are in the bottleneck to really progressing our analytics. That's one of the places where AI and machine learning shine. I wouldn't say it's a low-hanging fruit because it's not an easy problem to solve, but it's that automation, something like automation of data mapping, discovery of unstructured data to create structure attributes for reporting and analytics, going back to the NLP, being able to mine notes in some of these more complex treatment pathways where the clinical systems aren't designed to collect that granular information. That's such a big place of benefit for AI and machine learning that we're moving towards. We're trying to stay focused there in terms of the healthcare industry and us at Oracle Health is how do we really leverage that where it makes sense. That's really a great place to start for a lot of organizations is to see where they can automate some of that more painful, time-consuming processes that humans have been taking for a long time. Yeah, for sure. We touched on this a little bit. We've heard data is the new gold, data is an asset, data is the new oil. We've heard so many terms about it. When data sits stagnant, it has less value, right? Not only to the patient, but to the overall advancement of the healthcare system. How can we make data more active and valuable? We discussed this in, in the beginning, mm -hmm. and it's really around understanding the data and defining what actionable is. Often we define what's actionable almost in a convenient way with the data that's available. And then we don't maximize the value of the technology and the processes. So for us, our, our approach is really working backwards. What does it mean to have actionable data? 
what does it mean to really bring value and benefit to the end user? And then we work back from there. The technology is there. The key is really starting there. What does it mean to be actionable for the people who are impacted by those decisions and then work back from there? Absolutely. I think always keeping the end user who's going to be impacted by these outcomes, keep in focus. So I like to do this with all my guests. I call this the think fast question. When I mention AI for good medicine, what is the first thing that comes to mind and why? AI and good medicine is giving humans the freedom to do what they're best at. For me and for us at Oracle is really around allowing the humans, the patients, the providers to be able to connect to be able to truly be present during that healthcare encounter. And AI and machine learning can support that in many ways across the board. That's really what I think about when I think about that. If you look at the outcomes, anything that's related to outcomes across any demographics, that provider presence is crucial in positive outcomes. And being able to enable that and support that, it's a huge place for AI and machine learning, a huge opportunity. Awesome. I read one of your recent articles and you mentioned that as organizations reach their digitization goals, they're facing new challenges. The current healthcare system are generally adequately answering specific questions for end users, but may be limited in addressing more complex questions. So what types of complex questions are being restricted and what are some of the opportunities to alleviate those challenges? In the past few years, and especially in the last couple of years, we are evolving our understanding of what influences health and what influences outcomes. The environment, lifestyle, socioeconomic status, access, mental health, it's really beginning to influence how we approach care. And that is creating its complexity from a technology perspective and a data perspective. So as we understand that in order to truly make an impact in someone's health, we have to take a 360 view of that patient. We reflect on everything that it takes in order to do that. There's a lot of technological barriers to that. The opportunities to that is the creation of longitudinal views of patients and patients in a healthy state. We usually think of patients only when they're interacting with a healthcare system, but knowing what this patient's status is and what their context is when they are healthy, it's crucial in understanding their prognosis and their options and their access. So those are some of the complex questions that are coming our way. And that has to do with everything like wearables, right? And a lot of the IoT and a lot of the engagement platforms, engaging with patients outside of the clinic, everything from decentralized trials and out of the hospital care, all these things are a reality today, escalated and, and accelerated through the experience we had through COVID. So our systems are catching up to that now. Absolutely. There's so much more going on today. We often hear about ethics, ethics in AI in the many different applications. What are the ethical considerations that you see or you can ascertain that are not getting enough attention when it comes to use of AI machine learning across the healthcare domain? It's really understanding the bias in our data. Depending on the bias on your data, it depends who you can generalize to, who the ending results are applicable for. That's the starting point. And also realizing that this has been a big moment for me in the past year or so. When we look at the training data, 
available to us right now, it's a snapshot of the present. If we want to create a different future in terms of outcomes, especially around the groups and the populations that are underrepresented, we have to understand that original bias. We're going to have incredible limitations with the data that exists today in order to create predictive models that will really impact the future in a positive way. Knowing the bias in your data and then understanding that data can only take you so far because it's only a reflection of our current state, two components of analyzing the bias and, and being aware uh, of the bias and the limitations. Absolutely. We see this bias discussion keep coming up and it's something very important that we have to take into consideration as an industry. So for sure. Alexandra, you're giving us so many great insights. Any final thoughts you would like to share with our audience, data scientists or artificial intelligence, machine learning technologists working with the data who may be already operating in the healthcare domain or is interested in getting into the healthcare domain? This is something that is a North Star for our team and for Oracle Health and something that I communicate as a mentor and as a teacher. You have to understand the problem first. Understanding the problem that you're trying to solve means that you need to understand what that problem solved looks like for the people who are impacted by that. If that's your North Star and you do your work, your due diligence in understanding that, then you work backwards. And a lot of the decisions that you make along the way will be informed by that and should be informed by that. So to me, that's really what we're lacking, the deep understanding of the problem and the impact of that problem, and also what a solution truly looks like for those involved. Absolutely. Understand the problem that you're trying to solve. Something sometimes just gets so lost in its simplicity. And technology is easy to do so because Mm -hmm. we are creating amazing, powerful technology day in and day out. And for us as technologists and, and technology partners is something that we have to be very intentional in doing. That's why I feel very passionate about that. Absolutely. Alexandra, thank you for joining me and sharing all these great insights with our audience. And for all of you out there, if you'd like to learn more about Oracle's work in the healthcare system, you can visit oracle.com. Many of our concepts in our conversation with Alexandra are addressed in various activities throughout the IEEE-SA Healthcare Life Science Practice. The mission of the practice is engaging multidisciplinary stakeholders and have them collaborate, build consensus, and develop potential solutions in an open, standardized means to support the innovation that will enable privacy, security, and equitable, sustainable access to quality care for all. Some of our activities include WAMI, the Wearables and Medical IoT Interoperability and Intelligence. That's a global incubator program and transforming the telehealth paradigm, decentralized clinical trials, responsible innovation for AI for the life sciences, and a host of other activities. If you're interested in learning about these activities and how to get involved, please visit the practice website at ieesa.io backslash HLS. If you enjoy this podcast, we ask you to share it with your peers, colleagues on your social media networks. This is the only way we can get these important discussions out into the domain is by you helping us get the word out. So be sure to use hashtag IEEEHLS or tag us on Twitter at IEEESA or on LinkedIn IEEE Standards Association when sharing the podcast. Alexandra, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor, Maria. Thank you so much. And for you, the audience, thank you for joining us and listening in. Continue to stay safe and well. Until next time. On behalf of IEEE Standards Association and IEEE SA Voice, thank you for joining us today. 
For more information, please visit standards.ieee.org. We hope you'll join us again soon.